1: Radio, FM. The fan.
2: W-F-A-N. Let's do a show, shall we? 303, very good Sunday morning to you, New York City. It's Mike Fliegelman with you, Flegs on the Fan. Coming to you here for the next four hours until 7 a.m. 877 337 6666. Number to call. You can tweet at me at It's M-F-L-I-E-G-E-L-M-A-N. We've got the great Pete Kennedy on the other side of the glass. Nice to see him. First time in a long time. Pat Boyle has your updates at the top of every hour. And we're here for the next few hours. I do want to get to the Yankees at some point. Thought for most of the day, I've unlocked the key to the Shohei Otani trade. Thought we were going to maybe be able to open the show with that. And then the New York Mets, bless their souls, went out and gave you, if you thought Friday night's, one-hit apathetic performance was rock bottom. In a season where the Mets have had a million rock bottoms, they probably came out and topped it again or went underneath it again, however you want to do that with another rock bottom on Saturday night when the Mets out and out embarrassed themselves against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And, of course, this season is over. I know Pete was declaring it over on his show, Listen to him coming in. If you heard me the last couple of weeks, I said it was over a couple of weeks ago. And for the Mets at this point, it's not about selling in 2023. I keep hearing debates on, well, the Mets, are they going to sell? Are they going to buy? What are they going to do with the trade? That's over. The Mets are dead. They died weeks ago. That six-game winning streak, a little bit of an illusion that now is just feeding into fans' delusion. The Mets are done. The question for the Mets and Billy Epler, and especially Steve Cohen, thinking long-term with this team, is how do they want to approach 2024? Because when they sell at this trade deadline, they have to think about how much are they going to unload. Are they looking to retool and run this back again next year or take it to another level and blow this up? Because what you've been watching the last few nights is a disgrace. It's embarrassing. It's laughable. Listen, the, the Mets are going to be the laughing stock of the baseball world, of the sports world, for a long time now because of how much money was spent on this team and the performance you're seeing on the field. The New York Mets have a losing DNA comprising way too much of this team right now. For all the complaints I have to listen to about Billy Epler or even Buck Showalter of all, could have signed this guy, could have signed that guy, while just ignoring the facts and the makeup of why this team is the way it is, look at who's really responsible. Who lost the game for the Mets on Saturday night? Did Billy Epler field the ground ball at first base and sail it over Francisco Lindor's head that Lindor had to make a really impressive acrobatic play just to get one out on what should have been an inning-ending double play the Mets can embarrass themselves at the plate and not score later on and probably lose later on in the game, but not in that moment. No, that was Pete Alonzo. The Pete Alonso that Mets fans love. The polar bear. This icon. That uh, How can the Mets have not extended Pete Alonzo yet? They're going to risk losing Pete Alonzo. How have they not locked him up long term yet? The same Pete Alonzo who's hitting 180 and change since the start of May. And I don't care about the injury because there was a month and a week of that stretch of, again, Pete Alonzo hitting below 190 where he was not hurt. And if he is still hurt, too bad. Either stay on the injured list or come back and perform. Those are the two options. Pete Alonzo is terrible right now. Jeff McNeil has been terrible the entire year. You want to talk about Billy Epler and the moves he should have made, didn't make, all that arguing? What no Mets fan has acknowledged is we know what Billy Epler's worst move was. It was extending Jeff McNeil. Jeff McNeil, the batting champ last year, now looks like one of the worst hitters in all of baseball. Batting average dipped now into the 240s. No power. Taking his struggles out into the field. He's been an awful, should-be unplayable player. But because the Mets are in the shape they are, Not only are they not giving up on him, Jeff McNeil is hitting third in the lineup. Starling Marte has had a miserable season. Lindor, disappointing season. Not a disaster on the levels of the others, but very disappointing. This group showed you who they were last year. And if you didn't want to believe it, listen, I was in that camp of I don't know if I'm going to hold one really bad week against these guys and label them as something. This is more than a week. We are past the all-star break. Way past the half point, uh, halfway mark in terms of games played. The New York Mets have played 92 games this season. They're 42 and 50. The core of this team is rotten, and it needs to be blown up. There's nothing they can do about Brandon Nimmo. They just signed him long-term, and honestly, there's nothing you would want to do with Brandon Nimmo because he's the only player who doesn't make you hate what you're watching from this group. Brandon Nimmo is still out there giving it his all every night. Brandon Nimmo gave you the solo home run on Saturday night. Brandon Nimmo produced the one hit the Mets lineup came up with on Friday night. He's not going anywhere. Jeff McNeil, not going to be able to do anything with him. You just signed him. No team is going to want to put him in their starting lineup. And he's making big money. The Mets have to make some big, tough decisions coming up. And it starts with Pete Alonzo. And I almost can't believe I'm saying this because as a Mets fan, you've been waiting for your team to develop that homegrown star. And it seemed for a long time that Pete Alonzo was going to be that guy. This year has made me question that. This year... And what we've seen, especially the last few weeks, has me willing to say, okay, I'm not committing to trading Pete Alonzo right now, but I'm listening to offers that teams make between now and August 1st. And if a team comes along and makes the right offer for Pete Alonzo and wants a year and a half of him before free agency, guy who's in his late 20s, if you did sign him long term and gave him that big extension, talking seven, eight years, that's a slugger who is... Transformed into Joey Gallo in front of our eyes. Into his mid-30s. If the team calls up and offers the right package. I'd be willing to accept it. When Steve Cohen took over. I said at the time. Mostly joking. Because I know you can't go to the extreme levels of this. But in seriousness knowing drastic changes needed to be made. My joke at the time was. I would fire every single employee who had anything to do with this team while the Wilpons owned them. I don't care what their job was. Thank you for your years of service. Go find a job somewhere else. I would have started from scratch. The Mets were as poisoned and as rotten and as broken and damaged as any organization I have ever witnessed in sports. It ran so deep, the infection within them. They didn't do that. Steve Cohen is a Mets fan and a mega billionaire. He decided, let's spend a boatload of money, cover up this team's flaws, and try to win. While acknowledging, knowing the main problem with this team, no farm system. Not even just a bad farm system. Virtually none. One player, Francisco Alvarez, he's wonderful. We all love him. Pretty much it. While we rebuild that responsibly and pay attention to it and invest in it in a way the New York Mets have not in 20 years, while we're doing that, let's try to win. Let's chase the big money free agents. Let's see what we can put together because sitting through a real rebuild sucks. It is a miserable experience. To go through five losing seasons in a row where you're not even pretending to try to be competitive. They didn't want to do that, and I didn't want to sit through it. So I said, I'm all for this plan. Let's do both. Spend on the big league team. Focus on the farm system. And hopefully the money can cover up the four to five years it's going to take to build a respectable system. To get back even just in the ballpark of where other major league teams were. It worked for a year. It worked last year. And I'll say this too. I'm not giving up last year. I'm a 31-year-old Mets fan. I have seen very, very few winning seasons and very few playoff appearances and a whole lot of garbage outside of that. Last year, the Mets won 101 regular season games. Up until Game 157, It was by far the best regular season I had ever witnessed and one of the two most enjoyable. 2006 was that enjoyable because they weren't as good record-wise, but they didn't have a team like the Atlanta Braves chasing them in the NL East. You knew the Mets were winning the division in June or July, and you just got to sit back and enjoy and watch them try to put themselves in the right position to win in the postseason. And then, of course, it's the Mets. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. DeWonder Sanchez, El Duque, before game one against the Dodgers. And they find a way to not win the World Series. That's the Mets. But I got to enjoy that season. Their plan, the money, the free agents, investing in veterans. That all worked last year. It's obviously not working this year. And it's exposing the problems that have been there for a, a long time that I had screamed about, you know, I was just talking to Pete Hoffman about this because Pete's known me for a decade. You know, he knows when he met me 10 years ago, whenever it was, or even in 2015, 2016, all Mets fans are celebrating. I'm saying, ah, oh, this is this is about to get really ugly. Nobody sees what Sandy Olerson and the Wolfons are doing with this team. Pete Kennedy, he's known me for five or six years now. Hey, I'm Pete. You're going to be training me on the board. That's great, Pete. Oh, you're a Mets fan? Let me just tell you for the next six hours why Sandy Alderson is one of the dumbest men to ever work in baseball and for some reason have a sterling reputation. And we pulled it off because I taught him how to run the board. He does it really well. And he still got all those lectures from me. I hate sitting here and thinking about how for all those years, I was right. It was easy. Anybody else couldn't own it. I know some fans that did pay attention. I know our guy Doug on Long Island, when we finally met each other, it was, you know, almost like the Spider-Man meme, like, oh wow, you, you see the same things I do. You know, you know exactly what this team is. We're paying attention. This is a disaster. This is about to blow up in everybody's faces. I hate that I was right for these last five, six, seven, eight years, and I'm still stuck here holding the bag. Because nobody within the team identified what the organization was. Now, Steve Cohen came along, and he did realize what they were. He didn't want to commit to a full-blown rebuild. And I don't blame him. Could you imagine what it would have looked like? Billionaire owner comes in, wanted the Mets forever. First order of business. Yeah, we're going to trade Jacob deGrom, get some prospects back, and... uh, try to build a competitive team by 2025. Oh, okay. That would have gone over really well, swimmingly. No, instead you have Steve Cohen spending more money than we've ever seen a person invest into a baseball team. And there are clowns out there still comparing this to the Wilpon-Era Mets. The Wilpon, Sandy Alderson, Brody Van Wagenen, they're responsible for not all, But most of the problems that are plaguing this organization still, decisions that Mets fans wanted to just shrug away, ignore for years and years, ah, it's not that bad or it doesn't matter, all of that caught up with this team, and they're in a place where they need to seriously reflect on what to do next. How can you dig out of this? Because the first plan that they tried while it worked last year, has failed in a big way this year. And as they start to make decisions, again, 2023, that is over. That decision, they're not admitting it. They know. They're sellers at this year's deadline. David Robertson is gone. Tommy Pham is gone. The question becomes about 2024. Adam Adovino has an option for next year. Do you trade him? As down as he's been this year, still a serviceable major leaguer. You're not going to get a ton for him. You will get something useful to, again, a system that, even still, with the good work they've done in the last few years, has less than most. Brooks Raley, an offseason addition this year that's had a very good season. He has an option for next year. Are you trying to win next year, or are you done? Because Brooks Raley, left-handed reliever, can get you something good on the trade market. And then the big one. The Mets have to. Start seriously having. Those internal Pete Alonzo conversations. And maybe. They kick that can down the road. And decide in the offseason. But the moment of truth. Is approaching. Pete Alonzo this year. Has transformed. Into Joey Gallo. Pete Alonzo. If things keep going the way that they are, now hitting right around 210, could very well be hitting under 200 by the time this season ends. And before you just say, oh, well, it's Pete. He's been good in his career. He'll turn it around. His career? Sure. Fine. This year, we have three and a half months of evidence. Pete Alonso hit well. For one of those months, end of April, he was hitting close to 260. Since then, just over 180. For three months, Pete Alonso has been garbage. He lost that game for the Mets on Saturday with that throwing error. The inning before, he comes up, runner on first, one out, chance for the best player on the team, so-called best player on the team, wants the spotlight. Had fun in Seattle, I'm sure. Hey, I'm an all-star. I'm one of the most disappointing teams in the history of baseball. Look at me. Let's wave to everybody. He had a chance to come up with a big hit. What does he do? Weak ground ball double play. The Pete Alonso conversation has to start now. It doesn't necessarily have to result in a trade In the next two and a half weeks. But the Mets have to start listening to offers. And if a team that thinks they're a contender this year says. You know what? We think Pete Alonso just needs to get away from that rotten organization. That awful clubhouse. Remove the stink of what happened last year. We get him here. Less pressure on him. He's not the top player on this team. He's going to be the third or fourth best hitter in our lineup. We're going to hit him fourth or fifth. We're going to protect him. There's not that much pressure on him. Play a little first. Maybe he DHs too. And we think we can win with him. We're going to give the Mets a legitimate prospect or two. Pitching prospect. Plus, the Mets have to consider it. Can anybody who's watched the Mets take away your affinity for Pete Alonzo? You've watched this team this season. And especially in the last three months. Is that a guy you want to give an eight-year, $200 million extension to in the offseason? That's about what he's going to be looking for. Bare minimum, he's going to want to match Brandon Nimmo. And because of the power numbers, he's probably going to be looking for more than that. And because of his age. Does anybody feel comfortable giving that contract to Pete Alonso right now? I certainly don't. The Mets have to start. Considering who they are, where they want to go, and how they're going to get there. The first domino to fall with that isn't David Robertson. He's gone in a few weeks. It's not Tommy Pham. It's not even Max Scherzer or Justin Verlander. Those massive disappointments. It's Pete Alonzo. The clock started ticking on Pete Alonzo when the Mets came out of the All-Star break. And with a chance to give you a run in the second half of the season and prove they're not a group of losers, instead decided to wave a massive white flag and say, we are jokes. We don't deserve your respect. We are losers. And the ringleader of that circus, Pete Alonzo. 877-337-6666. Take your calls when we come back. A lot more on the Mets and do want to get to the Yankees. We're going to do that this show, probably 4 o'clock hour, depending on the Met calls. But I've unlocked the key to the Shohei Otani trade for the Yankees. So we'll reveal that. Hopefully they're listening. And hopefully no other team in baseball is listening because we don't want to give that away. This is the secret for just the Yankees, for Brian Cashman, for Hal Steinbrenner, something that can happen this week. Very little effort that will land them baseball's unicorn. But we get it going with your Met calls on the other side of this break. 877-337-6666. It's Fleegs on the Fan. We're coming right back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today.